Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Friday, September 9th. Yes, we are now less than two months away from counting all the votes in November's midterm elections, but the actual voting has already started today. I know, folks, it was just Labor Day earlier this week, but I'm not kidding when I say that some of the very first votes in this midterm season may have already been cast today. This is because the very first mail ballots in the country are getting out there today in the state of North Carolina, but that includes some electronic mail ballots to some expats who are overseas who vote and are registered to vote in North Carolina, and they are able to cast those votes today. So just remember, from today through November 8th, every day is election day and voters are making their decisions. And by the way, in North Carolina, those voters have a big Senate race to weigh in on there. They've got the Republican Congressman Ted Budd, who, you know, won that primary back in the spring with Donald Trump's backing against the Democratic nominee, Sherry Beasley. And that is one key Senate race where both national parties are spending some money. And it may not be sort of in the top tier races, but watch that race carefully, because if indeed there is an unexpected uptick in Democratic turnout, whether because of Trump being front and center or because of the Dobbs decision and the overturning of Roe, Look to North Carolina as one of those places to see if things are going differently than expected this season. As for those critical Senate races that really may determine control of the United States Senate, well, as you know, there are four incumbent Democratic senators running in battleground states trying to be reelected. That's Raphael Warnock in Georgia, Mark Kelly in Arizona, Catherine Cortez Masto in Nevada and Maggie Hassan in New Hampshire. And New Hampshire is back in the spotlight because of its upcoming very late primary. Next Tuesday, September 13th, is the New Hampshire primary. Now, Rhode Island and Delaware are also voting next Tuesday, but New Hampshire is the state to watch because Maggie Hassan will learn who her Republican opponent will be. There has been a bruising GOP nomination battle for the U.S. Senate seat there in New Hampshire. Once again, the sort of divide inside the Republican Party of that more establishment wing of the party versus the more MAGA, Donald Trump-affiliated wing of the party. And that primary is making some establishment Republicans in Washington, like Mitch McConnell, for one interested party, a little nervous. And in fact, an outside group which has ties to the McConnell-supported super PAC, the Senate Leadership Fund, has millions of dollars of advertising up in that primary to try and ensure that Don Boldock does not win that primary. The fear among these more establishment Republican types is that he can't win in a general election. And he is the one that is having the most appeal with the MAGA crowd inside the Republican Party right now. He's a retired army brigadier general, and he ran unsuccessfully for the Senate back in 2020. Those establishment Republicans are spending that money to boost Republican Chuck Morse, 
He is, of course, New Hampshire's state Senate president. Now, Donald Trump himself has not yet weighed in on this race, and it's unclear if he will make an endorsement. But the very popular Republican governor, Chris Sununu, who, by the way, McConnell tried desperately to recruit into this race to be the Republican candidate, but he declined. Well, Sununu came out and endorsed Morse yesterday. We need new blood. We need fresh ideas. We need folks with a record of success. Um, Chuck Morse is the candidate, the candidate to beat Senator Hassan uh, in office this November and the candidate that Senator Hassan is the most afraid to face. That was courtesy of WMUR. The Republican candidates in the primary also held a debate last night where inflation, abortion policy, and the FBI search of Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home came up. Listen to a little bit of first Bulldog and then Morse at the debate last night, courtesy of WMUR. Well, I'm an outsider, and I've run on the fact that I will be a fighter in Washington, D.C., but that doesn't mean that you can't work together to get things done for Granite Staters. And the things that Granite Staters want done is they want low inflation. You know, as Senate president, I worked with the governor to deliver the most conservative budget in the state's history. We cut taxes. We protected the sanctity of life in New Hampshire by banning abortion in the seventh, the eighth, and the ninth month. And I've beaten Maggie Hassan. I can beat her again in November. Another big Senate race, again, maybe not in the very top tier, like I said about North Carolina wasn't either, is in the Buckeye State, in Ohio. And that's where President Biden was today as he turns to a more robust, out-in-the-country traveling schedule in this campaign season. Two things to note in Ohio. One, Donald Trump seems to have found religion on Mike DeWine, the Republican governor there running for re-election. Trump has never been a big fan of Mike DeWine's. Well, nonetheless, Mike DeWine has gotten Donald Trump's endorsement in the general election contest there. That endorsement comes ahead of a rally in Youngstown, Ohio, next Saturday, where Donald Trump will be appearing. As you know, he's a big supporter, that is, the former president is, of J.D. Vance, the Senate candidate there on the Republican side, running against Democratic Congressman Tim Ryan. Well, listen to when Ryan was asked by WFMJ if President Biden, his leader of the party, should run for president again in 2024. My hunch is that, like, we, we need new leadership across the board, Democrats, Republicans. I think it's, it's time for, like, a generational move uh, for, for new leaders on both sides. I think the environment politically uh, across the country is poisonous. Um, and, you know, people, people, I think, want some change. Well, that made it a bit awkward today as Joe Biden was touching down with Air Force One in Ohio. Nonetheless, the president did give a shout out to Tim Ryan in his remarks today. And thanks to the bipartisan group of Ohio congressional delegation here today. Tim Ryan, thank you for your leadership, always representing this and working people. And speaking of President Biden, he went to the Democratic National Committee's annual summer meeting near D.C. here in Maryland and tried to rally the faithful, get the troops pumped up for this midterm season. Here again, you hear Joe Biden making this, in his mind, a true choice election. Not every Republican is a MAGA Republican. Not every Republican embraces the extreme ideology. But the extreme set of MAGA Republicans has chosen to go backwards, full of anger, violence, hate and division. And that's what their game is. In the days and weeks ahead, we will be paying a ton of attention on this podcast to the money, 
the messages, the campaign ads, the travel schedules, and of course, those very important candidate debates that will be dominating much of the fall. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. CNN Political Briefing is a product of CNN Audio. Megan Marcus is our executive producer. Greg Peppers is our supervising producer. Mohammed Darwish is our senior producer. Our episodes are produced by Krista Bowe and Anna Sterla. We'll be back Monday.